anyone who knows Jay Nolan, if you mention Jay's name, there's a few things you'll always hear, most of the time. First of all, they, they'll say, man, that dude is funny, and, and he is funny. Sometimes so funny in meetings, I can't even look at him because he'll make me laugh too hard. But the other thing about Jay is, um, and I, I, this won't offend him, and if it does, it wouldn't be the first time that I offended him, but he's willing to be foolish in many ways for Jesus. Um, foolish beyond just Jay. I mean, he, he, uh, he understands that Jesus loves humility and um, that to obey is better than sacrifice. And so I'm not exactly sure what Jay has for us this morning, but I know it will be uh, relevant and genuine and um, a timely word for where we're at this morning. So bring on up the apple pie here, brother, and you can take it. Hey, everybody. Hey, can I have a couple of strong guys move this up? I got my hands full. I want to put this podium up here. I just, I just don't feel comfortable down there with the regular people. I like it up here. So we, we need two or one or one big, strong, strapping young man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Ide. Ide Akoje from Cleveland via Nigeria and other places. Hallelujah. Boy, it's a good day. Well, again, Steve, I wish that um, you know, my humility and foolishness was on purpose as an act of worship unto the Lord, but I'm just kind of foolish and do stupid things. So, so today is not going to be anything different, okay? We are going to push the envelope of me being uncomfortable, okay? And hopefully, I'll make some of you uncomfortable out there too. No, I mean, I mean that in a positive way. But um, yeah, we're, we're, in a, we're in an interesting season. We had a, a wild prayer meeting, this all-night prayer meeting, and God is stirring some things in the fellowship. So I'm here to talk about one of my favorite topics, kind of in my wheelhouse, okay? And that's about the Holy Spirit encounters and Holy Spirit encounters that we have with God. Because at the end of the day, you can hear somebody preach, you can hear facts and knowledge and history, but you know what? The only thing that's going to change you is if you have a vertical encounter with the living God because he has the words of life, amen? And all the people said, amen. Yeah, that's right. Come on now. We're going we're gonna to wake it up. So anyway, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And not only that, I mean, if that wasn't enough, okay, I've got some people who are going to share some testimonies about how they've encountered the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, God is so unique that he deals with us in different ways. And I want us to be a fellowship that understands that, hey, God is speaking to you, he does care about you, he is moving through you, and wants to move through you more. So we're going to have some testimonies, and again, if that isn't enough, okay, we're also going to see if God wants to minister and actually do some things now. You know, it's like that, um, there was a commercial about these consultants that were sharing ideas, and at the end, the client said, okay, now do them. And they said, well, wait a minute, we come up with the ideas, we don't do them. And I think sometimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, but don't allow him to move and actually demonstrate and see him in action, I think we're only getting half the story. So buckle your seatbelts, folks. We're coming in hot. You know, you know it's funny because we, we use that language. I borrowed it from my daughter, okay? Uh, and I used that at a meeting here recently, and Mag used it, and the staff is using that everywhere they go. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Everything's hot. Okay, so... Okay, enough, enough playing in foolishness. We're going to get right down to it. I mean, you know that you know, when you're sick, okay, when you're not feeling good, uh, you need a remedy. You need to see a doctor. So you see a doctor, there's usually some medication for you. But what happens when your spirit, your soul, you know, your emotions are sick? 
you know, where uh, you're feeling down, you're depressed, you're disconnected, you're isolated, you're, you're in a place that um, it's just you aren't who you are. Well, I'm going to um, talk about what God did to the is to, or what God did to minister to the Israelites, okay, in a time where they were disconnected from their homeland, and it's in the book of Ezekiel, and I know you know this scripture. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and this is the prophet Ezekiel, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry, and he asked me. Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, only you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied it as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and a flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then the Lord said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say it. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet as a vast army. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, and our hope is is gone, and we are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that the Lord has spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Feel that? See, that is life. The word of God, by the Spirit, is life. Lisa talked about the Holy Spirit last week, and in the beginning hovered over the waters, and the voice came, and life came to the earth. When life hits you, when the breath of God hits you, when the Holy Spirit word hits you, life transacts with you. You know, the scriptures say that anxiety fear, worry in the heart of a man brings him down. But it's the good word that lifts him up. And we need to hear the good word. And the good word can only come from one place. And it, can, it comes from God. And it comes to us. And it's interesting in the scripture, but he says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. And by the spirit I was taken. So it's the Holy Spirit that is taking Ezekiel into this place and saying to Ezekiel, this is what you need to do. And all Ezekiel did is respond. And even though that's the Old Testament, before the Holy Spirit was truly released to everybody, Okay, that is the prescription. If you're in a place of dry bones where you've lost your faith, you're disconnected, you're isolated, you're, you're in a place that you just don't feel like yourself, the prescription is this. You need to hear the word of the Lord. You need to encounter God in some way. And he says, I will bring you back to your home, to who you are, to who you're supposed to be. I will bring you back to Israel. And it's interesting. The word Israel means that, it means this. He who prevails with God, which implies 
that part of the reason they were in a place of dry bones, and it's true historically, is because they were disconnected from God. And oftentimes, depression, anxiety, that feeling of not being ourselves, which so many people in our culture today struggle with, okay, has to do with being disconnected okay, from the life source, from the word of God. Okay? But the remedy is this. You hear from God, you encounter the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're going to be doing today and talking about today. Amen? And it, it's, really, it's really simple. It's, it's, it's really simple. And we're going to talk about some spiritual technologies that are going to help you to do that. Um, was it, um, a few weeks ago, uh, John had an encounter you know, with the Holy Spirit. And John hears from God all the time because he prays all the time. I mean, Kathy Lee has said that sometimes, you know, John will wake Kathy up because he's speaking in tongues while he sleeps, okay? So our pastor prays for us a lot. I think John's challenge is he hears so much from God that it's like, okay, what's, <laughs> what's like right now? But here's what the Lord reminded him of. He said, uh, if I've given you a gift that it's, it's there for always, that the things that I've done in your fellowship... Okay, I, I haven't stopped doing them. It has to do with stewardship. So um, this relates to the scripture. It says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance or the gifts and the callings of God um, are irrevocable. So if God has established a reality here in this church, whether that reality is manifest and happening now, okay, it still belongs to us. Okay, So this is what's really exciting about being in our church right now is that, that we're in the midst of an awakening. We are in the midst of God reminding us of who we are, of reconnecting us. In the same way that the dry bones in Israel was reconnected to Israel, we're in a place in this church where God's reminding, do you remember what I did? Okay, and some of those things, it's like, this is what God's doing. There's a, um, a scripture in Song of Song where the bride of Christ is referred to as a garden sealed up or as a fountain sealed up, okay? So there's a seal over a fountain, and what God's doing here in this fellowship is he's taking that whatever seal cover off of fountains, wellsprings of life, and I'm going to name some of them right now. Okay, it's, one is intercession. We used to do all-night prayer sessions all the time, and God would speak, he would move, and he would direct. But it's so easy for all of us to lose connection, to be prayerless, you know, to be in that place where we don't have a sense to pray for the nation, to pray for um, our loved ones, the people who don't know Jesus yet. You know, there, was, there were seasons, um, and I know there's people here because I'm, I'm looking at some of them right now, where, where people in this church would go into prayer and they would literally take on, you know, the heart of Jesus. The emotions of the Holy Spirit would come upon them, and they would travail. They would weep, and they would cry because they would be feeling the emotions of God for somebody else. You know, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and a lot of people have a misconception that the Holy Spirit is a force, an impersonal power. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is grieved sometimes. The Holy Spirit gets angry and manifests his righteous anger sometimes through us, and causes us to do things um, in, in courage that we wouldn't do. You see, the Holy Spirit is, he is a person, and he loves to flow and work through us. And one of those things that's going to be happening here at this church, and I'm, I'm going to speak this, is that he is going to restore the spirit of intercession and the spirit of travail in this fellowship. The Lord is going to raise up people who will pray, who will see the needs of others, and they will put time and other things aside, and they will cry tears, they will go by the invitation of Jesus, behind the veil, and say, he can't cry, he can't feel, she's too depressed, but I will go and stand in the gap 
for that person because I love you, Jesus, and I love that person, and I will cry, and I will weep, and I will pray, and I will besiege heaven until you move. And that is coming to our fellowship. That is one of the things that's going to be broken, and that fountain is going to be raised up. You know, last week, amen, hallelujah. Amen, we received that. Yes, Lord. Make it so. Make it so. Last week, um, John, (laughs) I have to laugh because um, in my business, I'm in advertising, and we do creative sessions, brainstorming sessions all the time. And one of the things you do with brainstorming sessions is that you try to do it in the morning when everybody's fresh, okay? Um, But the worst thing that you could possibly do is when people are hungry, okay, they've been sitting through speeches for an hour or so, let's have a brainstorming session. But what does our pastor do? He brings out the old whiteboard brainstorming session last week, right after we've heard a message and been here and we're hungry. And I'm thinking to myself, in the natural flesh, man, this is going to go south. This is bad. But when God's on it, it don't matter. And sure enough, I was hearing some amazing things because it was like John struck a nerve. There was like this resonating. You know, you want to talk about Holy Spirit activity. Last week, when John put that out there, I heard, boom, boom, we want to see tongues. I, a little Mindy, um, uh, who's, who's here, who suffers with a number of things, including depression, said, she raised her hand and said, you know, I think it would be nice here at this fellowship if, if the people who suffer from depression could, could feel better. Amen, that, that was anointed. I heard people say, let this be a place known for revival, that revival can come from this fellowship out to other places. Well, let me just say this. That's already happened before. We own that. Okay, and, and John had a feeling that if we could tap into some things okay, that we thought were impossible with man but were possible with God, there would be fodder for prayer, and we could start sowing these things, and we could start seeing a new season of awakening and revival. And it was just it was so interesting seeing the things happen last week. And in my spirit, uh, I'm encouraged. And I thought, wow, we have so many things that have been done here. We've had um, seasons where... Emotional healing was taking place on on massive scales. You know, I've heard a number of people say, wouldn't it be nice if God could heal depression? Let's pray. Let's ask for that. You know, the scriptures say we have not because we ask not. That's right. So we're going to ask, and we're going to see some things like that happen. This is a place also where um, people, they would just encounter God in worship. I remember, um, oh, I don't know. I've said this a number of times. How many of you, when you first came here, the the music starts playing, and you just start weeping, and you have no place to put that? See, that's that's the presence of God. That's that's what's happened. That's that's our inheritance. That belongs to us. That's a fountain of life that exists and belongs to us. It still happens. It still happens, but it's going to happen more. So we're going to be moving into a season where we're going to be praying, and we're going to be uncovering and unsealing a, a number of things. Physical healing. We've had remarkable physical healings, everything from AIDS to, um, I don't know, I mean, you name it, things have been healed here on a regular basis. Uh, I remember down at Rebecca's house when we were out, you know, healing in the streets, there were times, and whereas an evangelist may exaggerate by nature, um, it would be shocking if somebody was not healed and at least have 60%, 70%, 80% movement on a condition. And oftentimes it would be, you know, I remember one, one gal had uh, what's a rotator cuff, rotator cuff injury where, you know, it's a baseball thing typically, but she had it. She was about six foot tall. And uh, we started praying and said, well, let's, let's see, how, how much can you move your arm? And she 
went like this. Well, by the time we were done praying, I mean, this, this girl was throwing fastballs and curveballs, and, you know, and boom, she was back in the game. We didn't even have to tape her up or give her cortisone, so it was good. So anyway, but God's going to be doing, you know, some amazing things like that, um, just, just restoring and reviving. So people, um, buckle your seatbelts because uh, <laughs> renewal is happening, and John's going to tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, okay, so anyway, today, um, I'm going to just talk a little bit about the mechanics of how God works with us. That sounds boring, doesn't it? The mechanics of God, how God works with you. I will be unpacking scriptures for a long time on Memorial Day weekend. No, that's not going to happen. So without any further ado, Tina, why don't you come up here, okay? Uh, and I've got a microphone. So we're at this prayer meeting, and people came, um, and God was doing some things. And Tina, uh, this is Tina Rossi, uh, you came. Why did you come? <laughs> and and what, what happened? Um, well, a couple weeks ago, I woke up on Monday morning, and my knee... Is that, am I yeah. too loud? Is that too loud? Oh, you're perfect. Oh, thank you. Um, I can't tell because I'm hearing you. So anyways, I woke up. My knee hurt really bad. I had a hard time moving it. Um, it seemed like it was out of place. This is nothing I've ever had before. I didn't know what I did. Um, to cause it. So I continued, you know, through the week. Um, by Friday, it was worse. Um, but it really still wasn't on my list of concerns yet. So um, in the meantime, I, I had thought about coming to the prayer vigil on, fr- on that Friday night. And, uh, but I was kind of going back and forth, you know, I'd had a long week, had stuff to do. But the thought that came to me was um, that God wants to heal people during worship. And I just thought, hmm, okay. And even though that wasn't what I was thinking about, and, um, and then I had the thought, you know, Tina, you need this. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go. So um, as Jason shared, the prayer vigil was really good. And um, I asked for prayer, but not for my knee, because technically it wasn't an issue. You know, I hadn't been seen by a doctor. There was no diagnosis. It was like a low priority. It just hurt and you couldn't bend it. Right. Other than that, it was just fine, people. Right. But it was Keep still it was like down on my priority list of prayer. So I asked for prayer for something else, actually. And um, I was just really, I was overwhelmed by God's presence. I, um, finally, I sat down because I was afraid I was going to end up on the floor anyway. So, um, but it, it, was, it was very powerful. I left with my knee in great shape. And I don't know, I'd say like over the weekend, it was like 80% better. So, um, so I didn't even have to, I, you know, I'm you know, confident that it's, it's going to do well. And, or continue to do well. Um, so that's it. That's Hallelujah. my story. Praise God. Yes, amen. So she didn't, she didn't ask for prayer for her knee because she had about four or five things that were more important on her prayer list. Because, you know, let's face it, God can only do a few. He's not great at multitasking yet. <laughs> I had, had to shoot that one. No. But it was awesome. And, you know, we have, there's, a, there's a spiritual world, a word for what happened there. And I want you maybe to take notes on this. It's called collateral healing. Okay, you didn't ask for it. You just happened to be around the presence of God, so you got it. So you got some collateral healing, and it was really good. But I want to I talk about, here's, here's how this encounter happened. And it happened probably, um, uh, there was a little part of the story that was happening earlier in the week where Tina encountered about four different people with knee problems. It was just sort of in her kind of, wow, this is you know, happening. So it came down to sort of the, the first moment of truth. It's Friday. We've had a long week, folks. We're a little hot. We've got the remote. You know, we've got a, a drink. We've got some food. Let's just chill out on you know, Friday night. But something inside of her, just this little prompting said, you know, you ought to go to this thing. You know, th- there's something in it for you. 
And because she said yes, she deployed herself in the place where God wants to move. Okay? And then the second point, okay, that caused this encounter is that she's there in, in the meeting and she's worshiping. And I don't know, maybe she got healed during worship, but I know when she came out for prayer and nobody touched her, by the way. We, there were just people speaking, you know, speaking words over her. Um, God moved on her and she left and she didn't get prayer for her knee. And we get a text a little while later. Uh, my knee was healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, here's another interesting dynamic of the Holy Spirit is that um, when I say that, that she got a knee healed, okay, there are people here, there could be some people here, okay, where you've got a problematic knee, okay? So as you hear this, that you have to be thinking to yourself, well, she got healed. I wonder if I could get healed. I wonder if God would heal me. Now, in the book of Revelation, uh, the angel says to the apostle John that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, So when you hear that a knee got healed, that is a testimony that Jesus is alive. Jesus did something not 2,000 years ago, but today, okay? And guess what? That is a live word. Right now, that is a live word. So is there somebody here in this place, you've got a problem with your knee, either mobility, pain, there's something going on with your knee that you don't, uh, I don't know, you don't want anymore. And you'd be willing to, by faith, stand up and say, that's me. Because what we're going to do is we're going to declare the word of the Lord, the testimony of Jesus, that he wants to heal knees over you right now. Anybody? Pete? Yes? 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 Okay. Here's what we're going to do, folks. I want you guys to get involved. Raise your hands toward everybody right here. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, even as you stand, even as you stand, even as the word of healing goes out right now, let the knees be healed. Let the knees be healed. We speak mobility in the name of Jesus. We speak mobility. We speak the swelling to go down. We speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Let the power come now. Let the power come in the name of Jesus. Okay. That, that's, that's really all it's going to take. Now, what we want to do is I want you guys to check something, and it could be your pain level. It could be maybe do something that you couldn't do before, bend it. Um, are we seeing anything happening? Mary, Donna. Yes? What's, what's going on? Uh, I can move it better. I can move it better than I could earlier. Like 2% better? 10% better? 50%. 10%. 10%. Yeah. Well, I'll take 10% right now. That's, you know, that's a move forward. Shandai, hallelujah. Lord, we, we, we say more. I, 10% is only 10%. I mean, that's only a tithe. Lord, you, you are the God of the, of the increase. So we pray right now that there would be more here in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let, let there be more in Jesus' name. Lord, and everybody else that stood with the knees, we pray, Lord, more, more. We, we will not relent. Lord, we want more in Jesus' name. Okay, anybody? Anything else happening? My left knee always has a little swollen spot, but my right knee doesn't, and it doesn't have it right now, and it, it always seems to have it just slightly, even if I'm not in any pain or anything. So, and I haven't checked it yet today, but it's always there. It's not there now. It feels just like my right knee. Praise God. Praise God. So something's going to... So is there, anything you, is there anything you could do? Anything you could do that you couldn't do before? Or um, a pain thing? It's just more of a pain thing. I have to do some exercises. That it's something in my foot that causes my knee to swell. So. Okay. Very good. Very good. We'll just ramp this up. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, Jacy. Jacy, you want to come up? And, uh... This is my daughter, Jacy. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share a story. I thought 
It was really cool. It's really, it's so simple, but I, I think it's kind of beautiful. Um, when I was in Papua New Guinea on a mission trip uh, about six months ago, um, there were so many kids in the village. So the majority of the time I'm working with like young, young, young kids. And so we'd put on like workshops for them. Um, and these kids um, in Papua New Guinea, they speak pidgin, so quite broken English, but they can understand um, me, I think. <laughs> um, so anyway, we did a workshop for Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice. Um, because, and it's something I'm so passionate about because when you hear God's voice, like, like Dad was saying, it just changes everything. It becomes personal. So anyway, I am kind of have this little group of, you know, two or three young boys. I think they're about seven or eight. Um, and I'm just praying over them. And I just kind of stepped out in faith and just said, you know, you know God, when you said when two or three um, gather in your name that you would be there. And I just prayed and I said, will you show these little boys how you speak to them? Will you show them your voice? And, um, and I'm kind of like looking around, like closing my eyes, like, all right. God, are you going to show up or am I just going to look like a fool? Um, and I see one of the little boys that's in the group. He just has tears coming down his eyes. And um, I was like, Frank, what happened? Um, and I mean, he just, he said, when you were praying, I saw this man and he was in all white and robe. He described him um, with this bright face with long white hair sitting next to you. Was you, when you. When you were praying, I saw him. And he was just like, this fear was in this little boy, but it, was, it wasn't like, I don't know, for the first time, it was like I realized that, that God was in the room, <laughs> and that when I just called on him, he was sitting next to me, Indian style, answering so this little boy could talk to him, and I just thought it was so profound, and it was the first time I really experienced the fear of God, and knowing that this majestic being is sitting next to me just to talk to his son and um it's so simple but you know holy spirit is a person and and he is here and he's in the room and when when you realize he's in the room things happen and it's just pretty cool so that's my little story all right very good You know, our, our father is such that uh, when we ask for a, a piece of bread, he's not going to give us a snake. He's going he's gonna to respond to it. I mean, he has a desire. I mean, what do we sing that song? He won't relent until he has, he has all of us. And he wants to capture people's hearts. And he's looking for a people, not consumer Christians, okay? He's looking for players. He's looking for people who will be his witnesses, who have seen him, who have touched him, okay, who move in him, who step out in faith, who are actively engaged, okay, in speaking with him and doing his bidding. And when he finds it, he likes to move. And here's, here's a secret about, um, uh, it, it's something that, that maybe you've never been taught, but we, we get taught about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Go after the gifts, especially prophecy, and that's good. But here's the deal. We have the person of the Holy Spirit as believers. When we receive Jesus Christ, he comes and lives in us, okay? So we have it all. And the gifts are simply what we need in particular situations. That There are times when we need evangelism. There are times when we need healing. But the gift is on the assignment. In the same way, and you know the story of Abraham carrying Isaac up the hill to sacrifice him. Meanwhile, the Lord had already made provision, and a goat was coming up. You know, a ram was coming up the other side of the hill and was caught in the thicket. God had already prepared his provision right here. Abraham just had to get to it. So the Holy Spirit moves. The gifts manifest. You see God move when you move into the assignment. The power is on the assignment. So he's looking for a people who are willing to say, I'm here at work. Here's a guy going through a divorce. Here's a woman going through a divorce. Here's a situation where there's a child off the reservation 
Am I going to get involved or am I going to, or am I going to move in and say, in the spirit of love, hey, can we talk? See, when you do that, all of a sudden, just like Tina said yes to go, just like JC said, okay, God, touch these people, you are engaging the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit because he lives in you. It's kind of like this, because we don't understand how the Holy Spirit works, but it's, I think it's funny now, is that we have this thing called the cloud out there, okay? And when we have access to the cloud, you can pull anything down from the cloud. Well, we have a subscription to the cloud, okay? Isn't it funny? Jesus went up into the clouds. Everything's in the cloud. Well, the cloud lives in you, okay? And you can pull down, not my spiritual gift, you can pull down everything that's up there. Have you ever wondered and even questioned? The scriptures say that you have the mind of Christ. Wait a minute. I know my mind. I do not have the mind of Christ. When you go into the cloud, you have the mind of Christ. I have a friend, okay? And he went to a church that didn't believe in the gifts and the moving of the Holy Spirit. But he would find himself sharing the gospel, and all of a sudden, scriptures he didn't know he knew, maybe he heard once, started coming out. Why did they start coming out? And he said, man, I was just like going from one thing to the next, and as I was sharing, everything was coming together, and it just didn't even seem like it was me. He was tapping into the cloud. You have the cloud in you. If you have the Holy Spirit, the cloud is in you. You can pull it down. He'll release it. If you are willing to say, yes, I'm going to go into his assignment. Amen? Okay, so we need to learn how to do that. Stephen Nolikoker, it's a great segue, by the way. Why don't you guys come up? Because on Tuesday night, we're having that crazy thing called Burn Worship Holy Spirit Activation. That's, you know, I'm scared, and I'm kind of running this thing. But we're gonna, you know what we're going to do is we're going to um, cultivate an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit through worship. So for some of you who um, just, I want to be around God and say I love you, we're going to have that. And then afterwards, we're going to turn the meeting over to the people who do user-friendly encounters with God, Stephen Nola Coker. So you guys, what is going to go on at this crazy meeting? Actually, I'm not going to answer your question because <laughs> I felt like the Lord gave me something else to say. Okay. So um, some of you have heard this story before. I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you about... The first encounter I had was someone who was prophetic. Um, I talked to John Lieb, and it was back in 94. We just started coming to the church. And John Lieb started talking to me about the prophetic, what it was. And he said, and I have that gift, and I operate in that gift sometimes. And I'm standing there with a smile on my face thinking, oh, crud, what can he see? What does he know about me? Does he know, can he search my soul? Does he know everything about me? Yeah. Well, it's hilarious now because that's not how the prophetic works. How the prophetic works is all we do is we pray to Jesus and Jesus shows us something. That's it. It's really easy. And if, you're, if someone ever tries to search your soul, that would be much more uh, what we would consider the occult. All we're doing as Christians is praying to Jesus and Jesus um, will minister to you if you know, the person's doing a good job listening. Uh, we're not sure exactly what will happen on Tuesday. We sort of do this in real time. But we will generally do some activations that make it easy to sort of get into the pool. Just uh, some direction on we're going to listen to the Lord in a particular area, and it actually helps you hear. Uh, we had a gathering at our house a couple months ago, and this young fellow came, and he had never been in a church that practiced prophecy. He had never seen it. He had never done it. And we did an activation, and in five minutes, he was flowing tremendously. So it's actually not a hard thing. It's actually an easy thing. The, the other thing I would say is that gifts are 
they're gifts from him that you give to somebody else. And like most gifts, they have a relational part to it. So when we have a gathering like that or that's happening, by the end of the evening, you've, you have a stronger connection to God and to the other people that you've you know, interacted with in this way. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, and it's going to be fun. And for those of you who are in that dry place, this would be good. I mean, some people, sometimes we as Christians, or even in this church, say, man, things are just dry. Well, this is what the Lord would say to you. If you want more of God, he must have more of you, right? If you want more of God, he must have more of you, and that means making decisions to move into his presence and to go to events like this event, and it's going to be friendly. Go ahead, Steve, you got a scripture. Do you want me to give a word right now? Would that be... You mean demonstrate what we're talking about? This is why not? Okay, okay. there's in uh, Revelation uh, 19, and we sang earlier about the wedding of the Lamb. Well, this is referring to that, and it says, "Hallelujah! For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints." So in that day, we will not only wear his robe of righteousness, but our own acts of righteousness will be interwoven into that gown. And so all the things you've actually walked in that people can't see, in that day will be completely seen. Okay? So that's sort of like a corporate word to our church, that those things that you do in secret will actually be manifest. And then... Sometimes the Lord will give a corporate word, but it'll have a particular point to it. And I would like to speak this to Barb Kaminsky. Is that okay? That the Lord would say to you that you have, you have planted a garden of joy in your life. And you have cultivated joy. And in that day, you will be adorned with joy. You are now, but it will be completely visible in that day. Okay, and so we, we just bless that in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Amen. The words of life. His words give life. His words give life. Amen, Barb. I, I amen to that. I testify. You know, I've got a lot more, but it's Memorial Day weekend. So we're, um, I've got two or three more testimonies. So we're going to have to go with part two. Um, and part um, 1.5 will be on Tuesday night. So I want you to come. So here, here's how we're going to end this. Um, and I'm going to, I'm, like I said, I'm ending this short uh, deliberately. I'm going to tap into some technology, Steve. Um, you don't have to do anything yet. But what I'm going to do is we're going to share, uh, um, just share some things that God wants to do here um, today. And uh, we're going to invite you down. We're, we'll, um, we're, we're going to just sing a song. I mean, Tina had a word that God wants to heal people in worship. So those of you with the knees, um, I don't know, I'm going to have to flow with that, that maybe God wants to heal you, uh, you know, in worship. But there's some other things that God wants to minister to, you know, while we're here. Because you've been hearing about this Holy Spirit that, that takes residence in you. But, here, you know, God's poured out his spirit on all flesh. And that you experience the Holy Spirit, even if you're not a believer. Okay? He said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So part of the thing that the Holy Spirit does is he woos you and draws you and he reveals Jesus. So um, I, I believe that there's some people here, okay, who you've, you've been getting wooed and loved on by God and convicted to a point where it's time to say, hey, I want this. I want to have this active relationship with Jesus, okay, and, and just be part of his family and have eternal life. So if that's you, we're going to come down and we're going to sing a song. It's the song, Lord, I Need You, okay? And for those of you that are hungry, where, you know what, I'm, I, I've got to have more. I, I've got to have more. 
um, just, just pray to God that, that you want more. And for others of you, you want to move into the assignment. Okay, some of you, um, again, we're, we're opening up wells that you've been on assignment in the past, okay, but you've been sort of um, an inoperating cell, okay? You've been sort of a black ops on the lamb, undercover, okay? Well, there is a call that is going out from the Spirit right now. It's time to come back. And you can start that right now with an encounter in the Holy Ghost, okay, a encounter in worship by just saying, God, I love you, and I need you, and I want more of you. So um, I'm going to invite you down. Why don't you stand with me right now?